Hello, and welcome to the Fantasy Fight Night podcast. You also get to drink in the splendor that is myself and my co-host. I'm Adam. I'm That's Andy. Andy. And uh, we're going to talk some fantasy football. Yes, we are. But before we do that, we're going to plug some other stuff here quick for you. Adam, you are the co-host on a, another podcast, the uh, Kurt Crew Fantasy Podcast. I am also a co-host on the Bat Bath & Beyond podcast. Uh, you can find more content similar to this um, on those on those podcasts. If you listen to them wherever you listen to podcasts, check out B3TSports.com for more. And if you want a chance to enter a free jersey giveaway, check out B3TSports.com slash contest. Uh, we're going to start the show off like we always do with our stat of the week. You want to give uh, yours first? Yeah, so... Um out of all of the wide receivers this week, only uh, that finished in the top 12 this week, only one did not have a touchdown. That was Cortland Sutton. Um, and he left some yards on the table. Uh, if you can go get him, I would suggest going to do that. He that's is. Gonna, I feel like that's going to be so tough. Probably. He plays the Jets next week, and that is uh, <laughs> the recipe for success. Delicious, delicious. Uh, I my stat of the week is uh, Jonathan Taylor. I'm sure lots of people have seen this stat because it was floating around, but he leads the league in goal line carries, and he has a uh, whopping zero touchdowns on the season. Uh, I I personally, well, I want to get your take on it. I'll give mine quickly. I, I'm not panicking on this. I mean, the opportunity is there. That's one of the most important things you can get for a running back in that area. Um, he is extremely talented. That offensive line is not what we thought it was going to be at the beginning of the season. That offensive line is it looks like they're struggling. Um, I, I would agree. I am not out on him yet. It's only week two. It's, really, it's a really bold take to be out on a lot of these players week two, unless there's like, statistical evidence that is showing you like like if he if he were not getting a majority of carries that would be different to me but i mean he's still their guy i just some of those are gonna break his way you just gotta wait for i mean he played it they played the rams yeah that's a tough front defense to play against so i'm not out i don't want people to freak out had 100 plus yards against them yeah and left the game with a dislocated finger so yeah, I, I mean, I'm just, I mean, I, I would say that Dave Montgomery has definitely come into his own in the last, like, back half of last season and the beginning of this season. So, I'm not ready to, again, I, I, I'm not ready to be out on Jonathan Taylor. I would assume you are also not out on Jonathan Taylor. Um, I was never in. <laughs> as well, as I mean, you try to, you try to trade for him this offseason. Uh, yeah, but it was in Dynasty. Let's give some sure, context. Right, there. right, right. Let's give context there. Zeke Are you versus saying that, JT. Right, the age discrepancy is. Uh, and we'll talk about Zeke and, and uh, Pollard later on because you have a lot of Zeke shares. And actually, I also own a lot of Zeke shares in several leagues. So, mm-hmm. uh, But before we hop to, uh, hop to that, let's talk about just really fast. We got some IR stuff and some injury stuff. Tyrod going to go on the IR. Jarvis is going on the IR. Big Ben, he has a pec injury, according That's to That's one Mike to Tomlin. watch. The way Mike yeah. Tomlin is wording that, I think it's more significant than they're letting on. And 
he Do knows his not think... throwing arm, uh, we might be it might be Haskins time. Well, and honestly, if I don't know how they could do much worse than how Big Ben has been playing. I, I was really high on him coming in just because of his weapons, but he hasn't looked that great. I don't know how much better Haskins will look, but um, this might be the time they start to transition. We'll see. Um, Hasty had a shoulder injury. Sermon had a concussion. Are you dropping Sermon in redraft leagues? Uh, no, it's a concussion. Um, he slow played into this offense. He has the draft capital until I see him fail on the field. It's hard to ignore a third round pick on a team that really didn't need to spend a pick there. Now let's say the concussion has him out for two weeks. They come out, they just say he's out for two weeks, right? Jeff Wilson, I believe, is back in two weeks as well. Close to, yeah. Close um, to. D- does that concern you at all? No, Jeff Wilson is uh, a guy who finds a way to be relevant but is not going to be the de facto guy. Um, it's uh, stuff. I wasn't in on Sermon. I didn't buy into him. I, I also did not. Just but, because that backfield is so I, I didn't like to ever own a piece of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough. I mean, I know a lot of really good analysts who are all the way in on him. Um I mean, don't don't get me wrong, like I think that maybe if Sermon would have gone to another team that would have like liked to use him like more effectively. I mean, any running back that gets volume. You're going to see an uptick in their fantasy relevance, obviously. But that backfield is just so cluttered. Yeah, I mean, uh, you got eight yards on one carry, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, that's great, averaging eight yards a carry. Uh, Daryl Henderson, he left with a uh, rib injury with, uh, was that cartilage separation in the ribs? Yeah, that's a painful one. Yeah. Uh, we talked about um, this with my brothers, and they were, they were like, oh, it's no big deal. And then I'm like, Stefania Bell's like, this is – this is painful. This is yeah. uh, and I, I, I didn't go back and check this, but Ryan brought up he thought that um, this is what Tyrod Taylor was getting the shot for last year. Uh, could be. Which, we saw how that ended up. <laughs> yeah, I, it's honestly it is insane that a lawsuit did not arise out of that. No joke. Like that's uh, if crazy. you go into the procedure, the margin for error. Um according to my medical source, who is also my mother. Um, there's, <laughs> she's an ER doctor. It, it right. There is a very, 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 like, um, like within millimeters of, you know. Like room to, for error. To, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, it, I mean, it's shouldn't happen it at just, that level, um, but right. accidents happen. So, it. Daryl Henderson wanted uh, to watch because Sony Michelle looked good in the reps that he had. Yeah, I thought so as well. I've been in on um, Sony Michelle. I've been holding on to him um, in a standard league because I needed running backs. But I mean, if you've got if you're Sean McVay and you've got a running back with a pulse and working knees, I mean, he's gonna make him fantasy relevant. Yeah. It's just so. Uh, Amari Cooper, he has bruised ribs as well. He's not considered out or anything, but just something to take a look at. Yeah. Zach Ertz on the COVID. Uh, list he has uh, contracted COVID, so he 
was um, he's going to be dealing with that. Derek Carr is questionable with an ankle injury that looked really bad, but yeah. turns out it's similar. Like he didn't get hurt as bad as Judy, but man, when I watched Judy's ankle roll, I thought for sure he'd broken his leg. Oh yeah, I thought Carr I thought, had also very much yeah broken I was something with our buddy Alec, and I was like, oh no, oh no, oh no, <laughs> oh no, because I, uh, I don't to, like uh, breaks like that. I yeah. thought it was one of those. So, uh, Tua he left the game very early with a rib injury and it didn't look good for him, but I mean, they're optimistic. Uh, Chenault left with a shoulder injury. Deontay Johnson left with a knee injury. And a lot of people are upset because it was on a, a play that didn't matter. But I mean, very, I don't see a huge problem with them running that play. It's whatever you play to the end of the game. Yep. Uh, Andy Dalton left with a knee injury and Carson Wentz has glass ankles. That'll be – both of those will be interesting to watch for entirely different reasons. Uh, but anyway, we're going to go through the top scorers really quick. I'm going to run through the QBs quick, and we can talk about anything that's majorly important. So, uh, And this is – next week we'll be on a better uh, system. We're using our Dynasty League for scoring, scorekeeping. After this, we're going to move to just a normal half point. No bonuses, nothing. It'll just be our league of records. That way we can have uh, all these stats perfectly set for you. I mean, very rarely, unless there's a, a huge discrepancy in points, these are going to be fairly accurate anyway. But um, we got Kyler Murray at one, Lamar Jackson at two, Daniel Jones at three, Tom Brady at four, Aaron Rodgers at five, Kirk Cousins at six, Patrick Mahomes at seven, Russell Wilson at eight, Derek Carr at nine, Teddy Bridgewater at ten, Jalen Hurts at 11, and Tyler Heineke at, or Taylor Heineke at 12. Yeah, the uh, Teddy B and Derek Carr, man. Uh, it's Derek Carr te- elite? Yeah, I asked that <laughs> question. Uh, John Gruden's offense apparently just took a little while to get used to. Um, yeah, yeah. Additionally, Teddy Bridgewater, um, it's very reminiscent of uh, Alex Smith with his Kansas sure. City. He, you know, he's been, always been a dink and dunk efficient guy. He is chucking the ball all over the field. Nobody's thrown more sure. 20 yard passes than him. I, it's um, kind of crazy. Uh, I, I mean, at a point when you're at the kind of spot in your career that Teddy Bridgewater is. You got to know that you're, I mean, you're not like an old guy, but you've bounced around to a couple teams. You've been injured at a point. You got it. You probably have to decide if you're going to cut it loose ever again, or if you're going to be like a career backup for the rest of your life. And I think he saw, thought that he wants a shot at the job. And if he could win them a, a decent chunk of games, they might extend him. You know, I mean, you're I ahead think of the that, chiefs in the division right now. So yes, but we'll see. Um, Kyler Murray's insane. He is definitely the MVP candidate, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. He's he's a cheat code right now, and uh, he has Lamar, an unbelievable amount of weapons. He does. Yeah. Like even AJ Green looked good. Like that's hard to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lamar Jackson. It was rocky at first. I mean, like I walked. I was at that game. I walked into the stadium. The first thing we saw was the pick six. Uh, it was kind of rough to start. 
Yeah. But as long as your quarterback rushes 16 times, you're going to be okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair statement. When they're, um, you know, you lost all these running backs due to injury, it doesn't really matter because the best running back on the team also happens to throw the ball for your team. Right. So it's, uh, yeah, he's, he's a cheat code. Uh, let's see. What else we got? Oh, it just Daniel Jones. I don't know why they were using him that way, but it seemed to work for them. Uh, he got a lot of carries as well. That offensive line is terrible. Like, absolutely atrocious. Oh, yeah. You know, and Gettleman, what was it, in 2017, was like, we have to fix the offensive line. Like, that's that has to be the priority. And it. Then uh, they drafted <laughs> Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley, Kadarius Toney. Which by the, the Kadarius Tony stuff is also insane. Like, yeah, we're he got over. That. He got jumped by a practice squad guy. Anyway, uh, Derek Carr looks good. Russell Wilson again unleashed himself on the league. Uh, Russ looks great. He has the best deep ball in the league. I mean, it's kind of cheating. Oh, yeah. Like He's... what? It, there's a point where Lockett had like two catches for a hundred yards or something stupid. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy got him in every redraft league i was in uh let's see and then uh heineke i want to bring him up just because he cracked top 12 last week i had an article on the site uh, out saying that he should be a definite stream target as long as he's got the weapons there you should look to stream him i know it was against the giants but i didn't really think he looked that bad he was taking shots i i think that if you're in a pinch you need a streamer heineke's a great stream he definitely was missing some throws um, that you don't want your quarterback to miss, but that defense gives him a margin of error that is going to allow him to flesh some of those things out. And scary Terry, man, like he he has had he's getting the Allen Robinson treatment. Yeah, he's getting bad Except quarterback after bad quarterback and still producing. He's better than Allen Robinson. He as a might be fan, better than Allen Robinson. Uh, you got anything more you want to say about wider or about uh, quarterbacks before we move on? Uh, my prediction of Tom Brady coming for all the records appears to be true. At this, oh my gosh, at Tom this Brady is killing it. Yeah, and the NFL scheduling committee is brilliant because the Bucks play New England in Week Four, and he needs like 431 yards to pass Drew Brees' all-time passing record, so he would yep. break it in new england yes and i just he as of right now i believe he is 14 touchdowns away from throwing more touchdown passes in his 40s than he did in his 20s yep that's ridiculous is he is it is he at his peak is he is he peak performance right now well yeah when you have the weapons that he has i mean right right the offensive line, the defense. He, he is peak performance. He li- he literally is oh, – <laughs> he's the worst physical asset on his team. Yeah. That's And crazy. he's okay with it. Everyone's okay with it. Because he's the oh, smartest man. guy. He knows everything. So all he needs is elite playmakers, and he put, knows where to put it and just yeah, does it. Oh, man. All right, wide receivers. So we'll go through this quick. Uh, one through 12, we got Cup. Lockett, McLaurin, uh, Rondell Moore, Sutton, Ruggs, Evans, Brown, Marquise Brown, sorry, 
Brandon Cooks, Mike Williams, <laughs> Swain, uh, and then DJ Moore. What do you got here for me? Um, you know, Rondell Moore is a target for you to pick up if he's available. He's got the most targets on that team. They're pass happy. Try and go get Cortland Sutton. Um, if Marquise Brown is available, look, the guy's been his last like eight games and have been a touchdown in like 60 yards. And he's been, he looks really Evolved. good this year. He looks yeah, really I, good this year. And a lot of my redrafts, I was able to snag Marquise Brown in like the 12th. They, you know, no one thought that in the 10th, you know, very, very late in drafts because people were like, and a lot of my, a lot of the times I was like, somebody's going to break out. So I'd grab Marquise Brown. And then with my next pick, I'd grab Sammy Watkins and be like, yeah, I'll just, I'll see, I'll feel it out. But I'm very confident that Marquise Brown might win me a lot of leagues at this point. Um, Mike Evans also, he was back. We knew he wasn't going to fall off. Like it wasn't people at the beginning who were like panicking and you know, all that sort of stuff. Two thirds of those receivers between those three, like Godwin Evans and Brown are going to go off every single week. Somebody's going to get left behind. I mean, AB had 2.7 points this week. He had only had three targets. One of them was an end zone shot. He definitely had a shot to be like, not, you know, he could have definitely, instead of two ended up with 10 very easily on only the three targets. But, um, that offense is just crazy. Yeah. Okay, so I have sleeper up on the side, and I have to point something out. Don't be this person. I have Austin Eckler on my team, and somebody just sent me a trade offer for T. Higgins. This is full point PPR. Don't don't do this. I don't want to trade with (laughs) you. Eckler caught nine passes. Yeah, nine, and and it's getting the goal line work. And he caught all nine of them. Am I mistaken? Yeah. yeah. So uh, Brandon Cooks continues to be a steal on a lot of people's drafts as well. I mean, he's just going to get the work. I'm a little nervous now because they got Mills as their quarterback. It's just he's not going to probably get quality targets. I mean, it doesn't matter, though. I mean, if he's going to have the largest he's the only guy. target share. Uh, let's see. I don't lo- Okay, so Henry Ruggs had seven targets this game. I, I hate this because I, I don't know now like where if he's just game scheme or if like they actually want rugs involved as much because I he didn't look very good against the Ravens um, I, he looked great here so I, I just don't know really what I would like to do with rugs are you targeting him anywhere targeting rugs anywhere yeah. I, I right I almost have to I, the Raiders just beat the Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, they and did. And Carr threw all over them, which is supposed to be the thing you're not supposed to be able to do against these teams. Exactly. Whatever they're doing is working, and Henry Ruggs looks like he's at least fast enough to catch a 40-yard pass every single week. It's just a matter of whether or not it ends up for a touchdown. If you need somebody, I, I'm for it. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not opposed to it. It's just I, I'm really scared of, like, Based on the way the Raiders have performed, if you're going out to trade for rugs in any any way, like I think it's going to be really tough to get a proper deal for you. Uh, another thing with uh, Rondell Moore, 
He was ha- he was only out there for 46% of the snaps. I expect that to go up, but he is a rookie. That offense is not extremely like it's it's a little complicated the way they run it. So just keep an eye out if he if he has another week like this and still is only at 46%, you need to pick him up in every league possible because he will be extremely efficient and it also means that every time he's out there they're going to target him. But and, and like I just I if he's only at 46%, 50% moving forward, I don't know if he'll have eight targets for seven receptions, 140, you know, it just That's really important when you're out on the field, so. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Is. Anything else? Oh, Mike Williams had another great game. Uh, I'm yep. I, I'm actually I'm playing him over Clyde Edwards Hilaire next week in my flex spot because Clyde is that's not it, man. Uh, and DJ Moore caught a touchdown finally. Yeah, he's trying to reverse the Julio. Are the Panthers good? Yeah, their defensive metrics are terrifying. In- they they are. I mean, we've and only yeah. It's I mean, just the Jets, but and the Saints. Just and the Saints, yeah. But man, how could the Saints look so good one week and then so bad the next week? Like it was like that was just night and day. Uh, okay. Anything more wide receiver related before we move on to running backs? Mm, no, I don't. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, We'll do the same thing here, uh, starting with one down to 12. We had Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, Tony Pollard, Christian McCaffrey, Cordero Patterson, Austin Eckler, uh, McKissick, Najee Harris, James White, Devin Singletary, Ezekiel Elliott, and Daryl Henderson. First and foremost, we have Elliott and Pollard here in the top 12. Something to look at. We got two running backs on the same team. I wanted to talk about this specifically. You're a Zeke owner in a lot of leagues. So am I. What are your thoughts on this? I am still all in on Zeke. Now, I have Zeke in both my dynasties. I don't have him in redraft. I didn't get a shot at him. Um, But I got Aaron Jones instead, which worked out this week. Yeah. Um, But what I did (laughs) previously is... I own Tony Pollard in both those dynasty leagues. Which is good. As well. Um, I think this is showing Tony Pollard has standalone value. And the thing that I'm coming to understand about the Cowboys offense, they have an incredible weapon set. They have crazy weapons. Kellen Moore is going to use the weapons that can attack the weakness of the defense. And that was the run game was the Chargers' weakness. You don't want to pass against them. I literally benched Amari Cooper, Dak Prescott, started Ezekiel Elliott, uh, you know, and I was I said against the Bucks, don't start them. This week against the, the Eagles, I'm saying start the passing options aside from Amari Cooper. That defensive line shut down the San Fran. Uh, it's the yeah. same same thing. You're go- I think you're just going to see a lot of topsy-turvy. When they run the ball, when you find a weak rush – defense play both of them i genuinely that, that's think what it, you can okay that's exactly what i want to hear like is this a chub cream hunt i mean obviously i don't think they'll be as efficient as that running offense because of stefanski but i mean is this a scenario where like you can play them both and feel confident um we'll see it now granted i mean it pollard got what that touchdown on a, a kind of a trick play uh it very much 
could have gone to Zeke and Zeke could have had a two touchdown day and we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Everyone would be like, ah, oh, Zeke is back. Work the ground and pound. But uh, I do believe that, like you just said, Pollard will be an integral part of their offense because he is he's a good player. He's shifty, and I think he looks super athletic. I think that he's a great fit for them. Yeah, his EPA is crazy. It's like top three yeah. in several metrics, and Zeke's at like 30. So yep. we'll, we'll see. Uh, Eckler had a pretty good day, finished as a running back six. Um he did have a great rushing day, but they didn't really need him to. He's they never going to be a thousand yard air. rusher. I mean, no, he gets no, fifty yard rushing and gets a goal line attempt, which the two point conversion it was really yep. their only look. They gave it to him. That was their yeah. goal line touch. That was, he yeah, got the absolutely. rushing touchdown the week before. He is their goal line back, which is incredible. Uh, Chris McCaffrey was Chris McCaffrey. He had 72 yards on the ground, 65 through the air, caught five passes and the touchdown. Um, let's see here. Okay, so Derrick Henry and Aaron Jones, obviously Bananas. monster games from them. Derrick Henry was very quiet in the first half. The second half was a different story. He rushed for 182 yards. He rushed for three touchdowns. They threw him the ball six times, and he caught all six. That is different for Derrick Henry. Yeah, and that they is... weren't just little screens either. No. Not like a screen that he took to the house because there's no big guys out in the flat to take him down. If this is game plan for them, if this is game script, and they want to throw him the football, Derrick Henry will – there's a solid chance, barring injury, that he will be the number one running back in fantasy football. Like it just – his usage is just in, too insane to not be, right? Yeah. So if you're a Derrick Henry owner, I really like it. If uh, if you if you think if you're a Derrick Henry owner and you think that this is a fluke and I mean, and you think that you could get more if you think now that you could trade Derrick Henry to get Christian McCaffrey and maybe something else on the idea that, hey, he's going to be a target for passing. Maybe go give that a shot. But I'm very confident that they might. Really like to use him in the passing game. I'm holding Henry all year, probably. Uh, and then Aaron Jones on Monday Night Football, 41 and a half points. Um, a lot of people went into Monday Night Football like being ahead. I mean, I can't imagine. I hate going into Monday Night Football being up a certain number of points, like over 30 and then a losing. But Aaron Jones caught three touchdown passes. Like, what are you going to do? And then ran for another. And then ran for another. This one's interesting. Cordero Patterson, he made himself onto the number five list. Uh, He ran for a touchdown and caught one. That's pretty much the only reason he is is because of those touchdowns. He was only in on 33% of plays. Total efficient guy there, but I don't think he's a – he's not a guy who's going to be consistent on the top You know, I joked about him being – I tweeted – I think he was – I tweeted about a month before the season. I went – they haven't really added anybody. The Falcons, and they're not like they didn't draft anybody. I went, Cordero is the running back one. Hey, I mean, like, the way Davis has looked, they might – it's really tough because we've seen Patterson in that role. I don't think he can be I would a sell guy. him high as crap. I would too. I, I agree. I would very much Thank sell you, Cordero Tony. Patterson. I just – I got a – I mean, I – I, I got think a second that if, for him in Dynasty. 
I don't think that Cordell Patterson is bad. I think if they're going to use him as a gadget guy, like efficiently, there's a shot that he could. I mean, he's total touchdown upside. I mean, if he doesn't get a touchdown, then I mean, you're probably out of luck. But they look to him in the end zone a lot in the red zone. I I, I think that if his usage goes from 33 to 55 and then maybe from 55 to 65 in the next two weeks, even if he's not out there all the time, he will be flex worthy. But if you see it stay at around the 30% mark, even if he's efficient, you're only going to see him on this list maybe twice all year. So Uh, McKissick, that wasn't part of the game plan. We watched on Thursday night. He got a ton of work in the passing game. I think that's going to continue throughout the year. So he's also flex worthy in my eyes. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I part of it, I think it was Heineke worked with JD last year in those sure. situations. So you put the guy that Heineke knew. That could be, but it makes me so. it makes me wonder if they're going to hold that though. You know, I mean, they're either going to have to make a transition or they're going to have to decide that him being with Heineke is better for the team. So he's either going to be really involved still or. Yeah. It, it, it does worry me for Gibson that that happening, but we, we talked last week about Najee Harris and if uh, it didn't go well for him this week, would it be panic time? Do you think 19.1 points is uh good enough against the, I mean, the, the Raiders might be, maybe they are pretty good. I mean, like we said one week, we kind of didn't know, but now maybe they're good. I mean, Najee, I thought, still had a good outing. He only had 10 attempts, but they targeted him five times. Yeah, it'll be uh, – Najee, I'm concerned about. That team yeah. is not good. He, uh, man, week one, though, 100% usage. Week two, 95% usage. I mean, it's going to be – especially at his draft capital. volume all you want, but at some point it's not going to matter. Yeah, but I mean, like when you look at that, he's just he's out there the whole time, and understandably that offensive line is bad. But where you drafted him, mixed with how often he's out on the field, you you'd have to move him for major capital for it to be worth it to you if you don't want him on your team because you can't bench him. No. So like, it, it's it's gonna be you have to, I think you were gonna have to decide in the next week. If you think that he's your your guy, or if you think that he is needs to be moved off your roster, you're gonna have to decide how much of a haircut you want to take in order to do that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Singletary, 18 points, um, 82 yards. He had a touchdown on the ground. Probably won't be. Uh, he's at the bottom. He's. A, number 10 out of the 12 but without that touchdown i mean i i don't expect they destroyed the dolphins yeah yeah they destroyed the dolphins Tua got hurt uh i you know i had the opinion that you needed to sell um zach moss uh, and then i listened to jj zacharyson on his podcast um and he said, sell Devin Singletary. And I'm kind of conflicted because I think Singletary has looked like the better player in all honesty. I think he, I agree with you 100%. But I'm also like, I'm also of the opinion that that backfield is a trap. If you can get something for Singletary, I think you should because I, I would have a really hard time week in, week out trying to decide which of them to start if I'm starting any of them anyway. Like, 
it's just i mean he got he fell into the end zone um which gave him you know the the six points that put him from uh 18 points to 12 points which would have been definitely a i mean sure top 24 but whatever i just think that he's not going to get a touchdown every single week especially with josh allen josh allen likes to run it in at the goal line just because he's big and athletic and can do it and he and he's yeah. no slouch at throwing the ball either so no uh, you, no. you have anything running back wise before we move on tight ends? Um, back up. Um, because I think that does it for me. Yeah, I don't. I don't have anything. Okay. So as far as tight ends go, uh, same order: Travis Kelsey at one, Hawkinson at two. Then Gronk, Max Williams, Robert Tanyan, uh, Jack Doyle, Noah Fant, Kyle Pitts, Darren Waller, uh, Moreau, Andrews, and Knox. Really, honestly, once you once you get past uh, once you get past number six, Jack Doyle, it's kind of like whatever. I think it's interesting to note that Kyle Pitts was out there for almost eighty percent of snaps. He had six targets for seventy three yards. But again, Kyle Pitts is not returning his ADP value to you right now, and he no. hasn't been. And I don't know. No, and that offense isn't going to score enough. I don't think for him. I don't to... think so either. Yeah, I liked his like I liked his usage. To be fair, I mean, Mark Andrews is doing the same thing. So, well, so to Mark Andrews' credit, it's not because he's not as good, or not because it's the, the team doesn't need to use him like they did. And also, Mark Andrews wasn't drafted where Kyle Pitts was. Like when when I drafted when I draft Andrews, I think to myself, I know what I'm getting, and he hasn't delivered on that ADP. However, when I looked at Kyle Pitts, I knew he would not deliver on that ADP. Like at least with Andrews, there was a shot, and I felt I'm responsible for this draft pick. I thought it was crazy people picking Kyle Pitts there. Um. Noah Fant, I thought he'd be the uh, the guy getting some extra targets when Judy went down. They all went to Cortland Sutton. So, yeah. Robert Tunyon, only 43% of the time was he out there on the field. Same thing you and I discussed very much in depth in the preseason. Tunyon's going to be a touchdown upside play. He's not out there enough to be a weekly start. If you're desperate and you need a touchdown, Tanyan's your guy, maybe, but. Yeah. Yeah, the tight end game is a crapshoot. I mean, if you go look at the high scores, I mean, there's literally five guys, and then there's a whole bunch of guys with, like, 14 points after two weeks. Yep. I mean, it's it's disgusting. And most of them have a touchdown in there. So, the uh, issue Hawkinson. is Kittle, Kittle, that is and Andrews are, and Pitts is right at there, but those guys are absent from there. So you hope that they start to come back. The whole Shanahan offense kind of worries me from a fantasy perspective. Are you thinking it will adjust, or are you thinking that that we're kind of just going to be closing our eyes and putting players in the lineups and hoping? We're just going to have to um, 
Brennan and Barrett. There, there's speculation that this offense was designed for Lance, and until he's in there, we're not going to see it at its peak, and that they decided to do this because it would be easier for Trey Lance to transition as opposed to making the offense for Jimmy Garoppolo, and then if he gets hurt or gets taken out, Trey Lance having to go in and then switch up the offense. I mean, I guess I could see that, but I... They're 2-0. and You're, you're going to have to yeah. have them lose. Um, and they beat a very good Eagles team. Uh, who I would agree. A very good Eagles team battled it out. Jimmy G came back and got a rushing touchdown. So, yeah. uh, Hawkinson is doing exactly what we thought. Nine targets. I mean, he the dude is probably going to have 140 targets this year. He will have the volume. If he breaks a couple, he, he might be that next tier of running back. Or, I mean, as of tight end. There's a very good chance that he hits that. Gronk loves the end zone, just like Tom Brady does. <laughs> that, I mean, they've got the the connection. I, is there no – there's no reason that Gronk can't have double-digit touchdowns this year. I mean, he's got four through two games. Exactly. Uh, we have 15 more to go. He needs six <laughs> so. in 15. I would say it's very likely. I would be almost willing to put money on it. Sam. Uh, Waller finished at nine, but he still had the seven targets. He was still out there for 92% of snaps. I'm not worried about that at all. Um, yeah, as, as far as the rest of these go, like we, you just said, kind of a crapshoot. Is there anything tight end-wise specifically you'd like to uh, discuss before we move on? Yeah, this is it's tough. The tight end landscape is just – it's tough. I, yeah, I have Goddard and Andrews um, yeah. in our dynasty league, and it's been. I started Andrews week one, and didn't play the Goddard, and then played Goddard last week, and it was didn't really matter at that point. So. Uh, all right. Well, so the next thing that I would like us to talk about now we've that that was week two in the books. Uh, moving on to week three, I don't have this written down, but I kind of just wanted to have a conversation about who are you looking for in the waiver wires? Who are you looking, who are your must starts for this upcoming week? And who are your, like, you, you've got to bench kind of guys. Um, well, let me pull up my, cause for me, like, Guys who I'm thinking are must starts, uh, I think uh, obviously you're playing him anyway, but it, it was in question last week. But Barkley is a guy who I'm very confident playing against Atlanta. I, I'm really excited. I'm thinking there's a bounce back for Barkley. Yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, Antonio Brown against the Rams, I think, is also a good start just because I don't think he's going to get Ramsey. Yeah, I think that Ramsey's going to get put on Evans. Evans is almost – I'm yeah. teetering on benching him because I think that they're going to go – we're going to eliminate one guy from the game and rest of, uh, put the rest yeah. on on you guys. So Exactly. And so Ramsey's I would the say, only one who can take Evans on that team. Evans is just uh, a 100%. Um, otherwise, I'm, I'm benching Clyde next week. It's I, I know that it's – the game plan to beat them is to run the ball passing on them is tough but it's they're the chiefs i mean they're gonna pass no matter what 
Clyde just does not look like Clyde's going to have to impress me before I start putting him into my lineup more consistently. See, and this is the thing that is misleading. Um, you have to remember he got a high ankle sprain sure. on August 20th. And most people, it takes like four or five weeks to come back. He's playing through it. I don't have a problem with Clyde the player. I, you know, this is just from a strict fantasy perspective. Like when they said that he was full go, I, I that first week, you know, we talked about how he was coming off that ankle sprain and how we'd want to monitor it. But they haven't made much mention of it in week one or in week two. I, I know, I'm sure that's still lingering on him. I, I'm sure it is. But again, 10, 10 points is not. It's just not going to do it for me. If they were going, if I see it against the Chargers, that I'll I'll probably change my tune a little bit. I'll be like, okay, because he because he is an uh, amazing, steadily running running back. He's a he's solid in that regard, and he's out there all like for all the snaps, except for that goal line carry. I I guess I don't know what that was about. They Williams had three carries for like negative two yards and a touchdown. Yep. So I thank you, Andy Reid. I sent, I sent you a trade for. Clyde. I I see that. Oh no, we'll do it. We'll do it live. Let me take a look. We can deconstruct this on the show. So Adam just sent me a trade, and he would like to send me hasty and <laughs> hasty and a twenty twenty two second for Clyde. I cannot do that, sir. I I don't want any piece of the 49ers backfield if if all of them got hurt except and then like jeff wilson was like i'm healthy i would want jeff wilson okay. that is the only way that see I'm... and kind of upsets me because i just traded away tony jones and cordero patterson yeah and i would have tried to package one of them right with him. but I, the... I know that you want a player back is the problem uh, i do well because i mean just because of what Clyde is, I, I think it'd be crazy. I I'm trying to bundle Clyde and Mike Williams for um, maybe a, like a, a little bit like a solid running back, somebody who maybe is not in a, the same position as Clyde, but like is a still a decent running back. I, I haven't quite thought it all the way through yet, but I do know that it's just Clyde is really in a tough spot for me right now. As far as tight end starts, you're gonna start. Gronk next week, I think for sure. I'm still confident in Mark Andrews. Kyle Pitts is really tough because if you drafted him where you drafted him, you're starting him. But if Kyle Pitts doesn't perform next week, if you're a Kyle Pitts owner, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, he's actually producing yardage. I mean, he's got like 140 over two games. 70 yards on average from your tight end is yeah acceptable. I mean, compared to the – he is – he's basically tight end seven, and he hasn't scored. So let's right. give Arthur Smith a little bit of opportunity to get him into You're better not situations. Yet, you can't. You you pay yeah. through the nose for him. Um, uh, okay. I, so as far as our show goes, that's, that's kind of all we have here. Do you have anything else that you want to discuss fantasy-wise? Like, do you have any questions? Do you have any statements you want to give to the viewers? Hmm. Um, I'm not really sure. I 
guess they're set. Go out there and win your leagues, baby. Okay. Oh, I do have I do have a funny little thing just to say. Did you see who my running back two was against you in that uh, in our second dynasty league? Um, <laughs> use check. I went for the touchdown upside. I I literally I picked him up just because I was because it could have been Madison. I could have like I, that's what are a, your a, running backs? In oh, league? you have go you if you're looking at him, you can go. I through. am. It is atrocious. There's no Burkhead, depth in the waiver. Yep. Peterson. Yeah, he's not even on a team. Madison and use check. What? Because well, my I had Taylor, I have Taylor obviously, and then I had Gus Edwards as my two, but oh. you know, yeah, exactly. So, um, and I was already extremely shallow at running back anyway. I was gonna use all my picks for running backs in the future here, but I just uh, I thought I could limp along this through this year, and it's rough. So I went and I picked up Kyle use check because I thought. He has more touchdown upside, I think, than any of the other running backs. I mean, he won't get any yards. He might catch one pass. But that was that was the desperation play. Yikes. Uh-huh. Anyway, I'll leave you guys with that. Uh, don't don't be in my position. Keep your running backs. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, good call. I just flipped in standard. Tell me what you think of this. I just flipped in standard Devontae Smith for Tyson Williams. That's interesting. Is it what is it PPR or it's in standard? Standard, yeah. And I my don't previous my previous R running back three was Sony Michelle. Yeah, I I like that. And if and if Sony Michelle gets himself a piece of that, of that offense, I mean, yeah. I, I I like your running backs then. Yeah, I so this morning I traded away DK Metcalf and David Montgomery, and okay. everyone's going oh. I got yeah. back Mike Evans, Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Who? Yeah. And then I, mean, I just yeah. I flipped Devontae Smith for Tyson Williams. So then Clyde and Tyson basically for Montgomery. Yeah, that gives you a lot more depth. Gives you more flexibility. I can't believe you traded Monty. I. I was confident in Monty. Um, with Dalton being the starter. I, I was wondering about that. There's with... significant regression coming if Fields is the guy. And don't get me wrong, Chicago, I love the fact that Fields is the guy. It's going to open the opportunity for some big plays, and Monty's new, newfound speed is going to be on display. Um, but J.J. Zacharyson has done some extensive studies. Uh, typically... Uh, rookie quarterbacks don't support more than one wide receiver and rarely support a wide receiver one. Additionally, um, it hurts a rushing quarterback really hurts running back. So the top end of yeah. what we saw week one, he went out and get, did against the the Rams. You see what ha- he did against the Bengals, and yeah. it now part of that was scheme, blah blah blah. There's a lot of things that go into that. Sure. Um, but, you know, there's a difference in, I mean, he, he still ran like a madman, but he had 20 attempts for almost, four more attempts for almost half the yards. Well, all right. I, I dig it. Um, we will be back. Oh, by the way, if you made it this far and you're listening, 
Um, the reason you're listening to this on Wednesday instead of Tuesday is I got trapped at the airport due to a missed flight. Yeah, he's a so that, Yeah, so that's why uh, today you are getting your fantasy, uh, your fantasy s- stuff from us. Next year or next week, you'll be able to listen to us on Tuesday again. Um, but this has been Fantasy Fight Night. We're out of here. You can listen to us on YouTube, Spotify, anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Thank you. Goodbye.